1: Will Carrier scores the game winner in a wild VGK 4-2 win over the Florida Panthers, but Mark Stone leaves the game with an injury. We will preview the upcoming Edmonton game tomorrow, and it's what? The Friday time. Hi again, everyone. Tony Credasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. He survived the birthday party and the birthday meal that your wife cooked you last night which was pretty awesome. Uh, we thank you all for making us your first listen each and every day. And you can find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK. You could find us at TD Chris G. That's him. I'm at Tony Dasco. And, of course, our YouTube. Uh, you could find us on YouTube uh, with our channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. And please subscribe there. A crazy, crazy night last night. And I mentioned to you that I felt uh, that this was sort of a playoff atmosphere at you know at the fortress last night but this was uh, a battle i think of two desperate teams they just seemed so desperate to win this game they were both battling fighting scrapping some controversial plays and all of that um at the end of the night though mark stone left the game due to injury in the first period he did not return and they said that he has uh Uh, A lower body injury, was it? I thought it was upper, but I could be wrong. Upper body injury, okay. It doesn't
0: make a difference. Who cares? We don't know. Okay,
1: so he's out. (laughs) He never returns. Did not see anything happen on the ice. Uh, They said on the radio broadcast, because I was going back and forth, that they even checked with the truck to do some replays. They could find nothing. So Mark Stone, we could talk about him. uh, But the game, just from the beginning, was controversial. (laughs) You have uh, Nick Cousins scoring the first goal with no shot on goal at the revenge game. Nick Cousins revenge game, yeah, for sure. Uh, Aaron Ekblad hit the right post on a breakaway, and then uh, Ben Hutton, they said, pushed Ekblad into the netting. Uh, the moorings come off, and Cousins gets a rebound goal. So let's start there, and let's talk more about Mark Stone and. We were just saying, you know, now everyone's getting healthy again. And uh, also, too, we've talked about Stone at times. Apparently, you know, if it is an upper body injury, then it could be the back again going out.
0: Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, it's definitely not good because we are talking a lot of good things about Mark Stone and how confident he is skating out there. And you hope for the best for him, obviously, and he can make a return whenever – that may be maybe this is just simply a little stinger a little something and you know preventative maintenance and he'll be back on saturday and life will be good that's probably not the not the reality but that's the hope looking ahead i hate to put it like this but it's you know it's early you know mid-january early january trade deadlines coming you know let free up a little salary cap space and we'll we'll see him sometime you know close to the playoffs and you know i mean i <laughs> i'm not i'm not saying this is an intent thing or anything like that but this does possibly 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 open some doors for you know some some more roster retooling so sort to of speak as the season does wind down and who knows i mean listen it, it's unfortunate what's happening with mark stone but the business and reality of the game is maybe this could you know lead to something else happening with this roster um talking about uh we have my expert coming here uh, talking about the goal last night, so this is the explanation from the NHL here. In the event the goalpost is displaced, either deliberately or accidentally, by a defending player prior to the puck crossing the goal line, between normal position and the goalpost, the referee may award a goal. In order to award a goal in this situation, the goal must have been displaced Key word here is, displaced by the actions of a defending player, the attacking player must have an intimate scoring opportunity, blah, 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 blah. In a very quick sentence, the easiest way to explain that is the NHL review determined Ben Hutton forced the forward of the Florida Panthers into the goal. I watched it a couple of times. I didn't necessarily see it like that. Ben Hutton was taking an angle to the net. I didn't even see him push off or anything like that. I thought the Florida player voluntarily entered that space, and there's going to be some contact. Either way, that's what the ruling was. I didn't, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see enough meat on the bone to award a goal there, but the NHL did, so be it.
1: Okay, uh, it was four shifts for Mark Stone. It is an upper body injury, so I stand corrected. And again, he did not return. It's the back. I don't care what anyone says. And the then back. it's the back. This was a game that featured uh, three reviews because uh, one was the offside play, um, and that goal by Lundell that was a cheap goal. Um, you know, I think if he if that would have stood, it was a good uh, effort, but down. A-
0: Aiden Hill's positioning was poor.
1: It was absolutely poor. Right, exactly. And so there was an offside call. That was a second review. The third review, you and I disagree, I'm, I, I think. And like with the first goal, um, I didn't really see much contact with Hutton pushing him. Um, the, the Carrier goal, the topper, the one that was the game winner with 236 remaining, I thought he and Montour had actually arrived at about the same time. Uh, okay, notwithstanding Montour stick, you know between his legs. I don't know how that got there. In any event, I didn't think that he was actually pushing on Carrier. I thought that they arrived at the same time. And can we say like like they do, you know, in football? Uh, it was a football play. This was a this was a hockey play. This was a hockey play.
0: You. I'm disagree. not sure what your camera looks like on your side, Tony. But I have a meme coming up right now of you. This is like such so awesome. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Your camera was bouncing like this it was like you were having an earthquake Tony but what I, if I just got that that video shot I have video gold right now of you that's gonna be amazing but you're good now so that's all that matters and it'll be great How for ratings happened. so we're gonna we're gonna keep this going. Did um, I look like
1: the Shea Theodore bobblehead because that's what you I You did it actually that's
0: actually a perfect explanation but it was faster. It was a lot faster. <laughs> what goes on <laughs> It was technology. a lot faster. I'm gonna get slime. The fog's gonna roll in, and it's gonna be a great day. <laughs> so, my opinion on the William Carrier driving to the net goal, cracking his seven-game goalless streak that was highlighted over and over on the broadcast. I mean, what, what, what a year, right? Here, let's start. Let's start uh, checking some spots on our bingo card. Okay, Will Carrier mentioned in the same sentence as Connor McDavid early in the season, and now we're talking about a Will Carrier scoreless droughts. What is about- happening?
1: I talked about the drought. It was seven games the other day, and then he scores. Yeah, it's amazing. I think listen I, to the show. I'm complimenting
0: I, him when I say this. Like, I'm complimenting I really, him.
1: I really believe, Chris, that they're listening because we talk about a lack of physicality yesterday, and they start to scrap. We talk about Will Carrier and his scoreless drought, and he scores a goal. They're definitely in tune he, We'll carry all
0: the team a goal. He fans. Well, it happens. I mean, he, you have all that time and he just, he hits the toe so of his bad. stick. I know exactly what happened there. We've all, anyone that's ever oh, played before, on. has don't, that happened?
1: Don't blame the puck rolling off his. No, 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 everybody. no, I, no. I, I blame where his, where his,
0: where, where, the, where the, his um, placement was. The puck okay. went off the tip of the stick instead of, instead of off the heel. That's what happened. Um, back to the goal. Will Carrier was in his space. He was going toward the net. He was not necessarily driving. He was just going to the net and he was absolutely driven into the net. Like the first goal you want to split hairs and and award the Panthers a goal, fine. But there is not a world that exists. And I know this is how it shouldn't be. But there is not a world that exists where if the first Florida Panthers goal counts, that the will carry goal doesn't count. I think it, it, I know it's there's rules and they're supposed to just simply look at the rules, nothing matters outside of that. But just the reality is, if that first Panthers goal is a good goal, will Carrier's goal is a good goal 10,000 times out of 10,000 times. Um, but physical game, yeah, it was interesting and they were talking a lot about it on between the periods and at the end of the game. And a desperate, you know, it's odd like, how are we like this is so strange? Another just strange bingo card thing here we're talking about a desperate team that's leading the Pacific and leading the West right now. Like it's just, it is such a bizarre season right now. Like we're talking like, you know, we're seventh place, eighth place, WC one WC two, you know, just trying to scrounge for points. But the reality is we are leading the division. We are leading the Pacific now. The, the story within the story, Mark Stone is hurt again. If we would have lost last night, I don't think we would have been leading the West in the Pacific. I could be wrong on that. They were uh, lawless was talking about that at the end of the game last night. But, you know, they found a way to get it done. And I did put an analogy out there on Twitter that I felt rings true about the game. Watching this game was equivalent to getting in a taxi on the Las Vegas Strip sometime in early August where the air conditioning doesn't work. And you got to take that long ride from like Excalibur down to Fremont Streets. Ooh. It's hot as heck. It's uncomfortable. It gets you from point A to point B, but it wasn't comfortable doing it. Same thing. VGK got the win last night, but it was not comfortable watching it.
1: Okay, I did not have uh, a petro horse collar on the bingo card
0: either. The way that he horse collars that was uh, Bennett. that was not a that was not a smart play. That was <laughs> that was, of was all the a- things. I, I'm fine. I'm glad he's mixing it up. That right. was not a good play, and the refs got that one wrong, actually. So Petro obviously is going to the box. Matt Kachuk is obviously going to the box. Yeah, because the refs one... are
1: separating them and they're still getting sucker punches. Right, and, and they
0: and they took one one more from each side. I'm fine with that. But right. Nick Haig was the one who started throwing haymakers in there. <laughs> right. So we could have been down. Chandler and in the box. And they took Stephenson, Stephenson instead. Like, yeah, yeah. What is
1: what am I doing in the box? Did you see the look? Yeah. On they, his they took his the face? smallest
0: guy. They took the smallest guy off the ice. And that was kind of fun in that scrum,
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, talk about Bizarre Land. Uh, there were 16 consecutive shots, I believe, uh, that Florida took to none for VGK. It was like a 13, 14,
0: 15 minute 15 minutes or something like that,
1: yeah. Something like that. So, that is crazy. Uh, the five on three VGK kills the five on three, um, in, in that instance, uh, for a minute 42, and they did a good job. I think Martinez. That uh, Carly guy or whatever they call him, and uh, someone else cleared the zone.
0: We 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 we've gone way too long without giving without giving Aiden prop Aiden Hill props for a great game last night, um, especially in that five on three. And his interview after the game was a good time. Uh, credit Ken with Sinbin; he was uh, being goofy with Aiden Hill's a good interview and a great person to talk to. And uh, you know, making a comment that. Um, Aiden probably owes uh, Martinez at least a, a a month worth of coffee for us saving that goal and stuff like that. And um, but it, it was a fun, playful uh, interaction that they had last night. But Aiden Hill, amazing game. He made a case to get a little more time out there. I think last night and not we're not bumping Logan Hill off the starting off the starters ledge or anything like that. Let's be clear about this. Yesterday, I predicted Aiden Hill was going to go last night. I got lucky. Fine, whatever. We also said Logan is going to go Saturday and Monday. I don't think so. I think you I think the rotation right now is going to be Aiden who went last night we're going to get Logan on Saturday and we're going to get Aiden on Monday you have a shorter turnaround Aiden Hill is in form right now Aiden Hill is looking good right now so let's uh, let's get Aiden some more time and uh, see what happens and this is assuming Brissard doesn't enter the picture as well which uh, I did call Monday's game is uh, when when Brisoise might make uh, might make an appearance who knows
1: we even had a Colosar fight um, as he took on. Colosar uh, was first star last Bonnie night. Colosar yeah.
0: should have, he was second, he should have been the first star last night. He
1: should have been the first star. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, that line played very well. And he had, that assist
0: was a dime to Nick Waugh too. Both assists. I mean, so the one to Nick Waugh, it, it was, was it the first one or either way? No, the, okay, the Will Carrier one, uh, busted play. Stick lifts and just puts it in the middle and then mayhem with Will Carey's goal. And then the first thing, yeah. I mean, with Nick Wah, that was just phenomenal. And there was another up and back where Nick Wah could have had another one, and it just went off the toe of the stick, actually. So line four was back last night. And I did mention last week, I want to say that line four has been a little bit quiet. We haven't seen as much of them. Same thing last night. Florida gets a goal. Here comes line four. And you know, Colasar whatever it was they were joking They're a playful thing they were messing with him because he got a haircut so they said he probably wanted to get in a fight last night and get the helmet popped off so everyone could see his new haircut and stuff and uh, there was some swagger last night i think after the after um the game was over it's fun to seeing that because when this team does have that swagger in the locker room smiling on the ice goofiness in practice good things are happening this goes all the way back to season one didn't see a lot of that last year for obvious reasons um you know, going back to Mark Stone, things really took a turn last season when Mark Stone did suffer his pretty much season-ending injury. It it didn't end his season, but it ended his season. I did air quotes twice for the audio people right there. So you really hope that this is not a situation, not similar to last year, where this is going to ground him for the next 60 to 90 days or something like that, possibly the end of the season, and hopefully he can come back for the playoffs. Again, we're talking worst-case scenario here. But we've been down this road before with an aging Mark Stone, who was having a wonderful year. Yeah, he sure and is was. having a wonderful year. And that was is okay. Caden Korzak gets some props from the
1: game last night. Played well, <laughs> had that uh, long uh, stretch pass to Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel showed us the skill that he has. Uh, he lost the puck coming in. There were two defenders back
0: and he still goes he wasn't even going that fast. I mean, when, when he got in full speed, like it wasn't, that was not the fastest version of Jack Eichel either.
1: No, how crazy was that goal, though? Uh, That, to me, was like, I think it was underrated because he lost the puck. And then he got it back, regained control, and then just very fluidly gets it past Bobrovsky with two defenders closing on him.
0: Superstars do great things. I mean, and Jack Eichel is a superstar. I don't care what anyone in Buffalo says Jack Eichel is an absolute superstar who can change a game at any point. And, uh, Owen Krebs last night, another, um, another person I spent time up in the press box. He says this would be a good spot for Jack Eichel to get a goal and no more, I think 45 to 60 seconds goes by. And, uh, you know, he's retweeting himself, uh, you know, patting himself on the back and I love it. It's great. It's, it's fun when we as media can do fun things like that. And, and it actually, you know, holds true. Um, I like that goal a lot. He just found the open spot between the blocker and the ice and he got it down there. And obviously it was funny. I was watching um, on my TV last night and my TV actually froze right as the puck entered the nets. It was like a 15 second delay. Uh We won't talk about how I watched it, but it was a weird delay, you know? And, um, but still I was like, "Ah, finally, you know, but then like not long after that was the play where he's carrying the puck across the blue line, creating all this space and stuff. And we haven't seen as much of that lately where he just carries the puck and says, okay, I'm going to hold the puck for eight, 10, 12 seconds. I mean, listen, eight, 10 or 12 seconds. doesn't sound like a long time, but when you are inside the other team's blue line and they have a full five skaters out there and you have five skaters out there, plus you have three or four officials all inside that there's not a lot of space inside there, but Jack Eichel makes it look so easy the way he carries the puck and you know, he finally. I think it was Nick Hague he found or someone. You know, they, they didn't get much of a scoring chance out of it, but there could have been a good scoring chance. And those are the things that Jack Eichel brings to the table: just the ability to turn a game at any given second, to take over a game at any given second. So, you know, we got a big super. We'll talk about this in next segment, obviously, but we got a big superstar matchup that we're blessed with that we get to watch uh, Jack Eichel and Connor McDavid go at it four times a year and. It's on the back of Jack Eichel's mind, you know the, the comparisons. Eichel didn't have did make some comments about maybe one day being better than Connor McDavid. Um, mm-hmm. McDavid was on pace mm-hmm. for 150 points this year, so let's mm-hmm. pump the brakes a little bit. But point being is Jack Eichel is now second fiddle. Jack Eichel doesn't like that. He does have an ego, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing to want to be better than Connor McDavid.
1: <laughs> and coming up next, we will have a preview of VGK. Uh, against the Edmonton Oilers, and we'll talk about that when we return right here on Lock-On Golden Knights. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all that fat and the calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. Built Bar, you know, we just got through the holidays, and it's a pretty healthy snack. 100% real chocolate each and every bar. That's right, real chocolate it's covered in, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy. And they also maintain, in the process, amazing macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And so right now, you don't have to wait to go online and have your Built Bars delivered at Built.com. Go right around the corner, right there, that way, or that way. And you could go to Smith's or Sam's Club. To purchase your built bars, so head there today. And you can grab yourself a box of built bars. They have four-bar boxes of cookies and cream, coconut puffs, salted caramel, brownie batter puffs, at your nearest Smiths. And if you're close to Sam's Club, you could also grab that 13-bar special with brownie batter and churro. You could thank us later. Again, go to built.com. Go to Smiths or Sam's Club. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. And thanks again uh, for subscribing to our YouTube channel. The thing is growing by leaps and bounds at Locked On Golden Knights. So VGK plays, uh, of course, Conor McDavid and the Oilers on Saturday night. Something's funny there. And... Uh, <laughs> This is going to just be check,
0: next time you, next time I'm talking, just check, just check Twitter. That's all. That's all I'm telling you, Tony.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> the tail end of a back-to-back. It's not rigged or anything. Oh, I
0: knew that you were going to do that. I knew it. I wasn't going to That's got to be the angle, like, like starting
1: angle because you have the Oilers playing in San Jose and then they come to Las Vegas. But it doesn't and count. It's
0: not bad. You're playing San Jose. It doesn't count. It doesn't
1: come count. on. This
0: is ridiculous. It doesn't count.
1: Um, we talk about Connor McDavid and his greatness again. Um, did you see the play the other night where he broke the ankles of Trevor Zegras and scoring a goal on a backhander? I didn't, but oh, my God. Oh, that's, my goodness.
0: Uh, that's superstar on superstar hate right there. Oh, my God. And
1: then McDavid currently 35 uh, goals, 44 assists, 79 points. Unbelievable. And he scored the game winner back on November the 30th to beat VDK 4-3. to
0: So let's start by reminding everyone that who is going to the game tomorrow night, you are allowed to go right up to the glass for warmups and get a spot. Obviously, if someone who paid for those seats is there, get out of the way. They're their seats. But if the seats are open during warmups, he saw the video. Um, If the seats are open during warmups, get down there. I go right behind the goal. I get a good view of Connor McDavid. I'm talking to my son, Chris, about watching him, watching his feet, watching what he does and you don't get these opportunities but two times one or two times a season to or two times a year because they're in the Pacific to see Connor McDavid up close like this it's amazing to watch it is uh the best player of our generation um you know we got Connor Bedard coming next year maybe he'll give him a little bit of a run but for now Connor McDavid is the best player of our generation get down there early watch Mr. McDavid do his thing and um Listen. Hopefully, the Golden Knights win. Uh, hopefully, McDavid gets a hat trick in a four-three losing effort to the VGK tomorrow night. Okay,
1: and Leon Drysaddle. Imagine being him playing in the shadow of uh, Connor McDavid.
0: He's a top ten player. Like he's crazy. got sixty-three points, top seven 23 player, top six player. I mean, it's nuts.
1: And then your favorite, Matthias Janmark, is on that team. Ten points.
0: I mean, cool. <laughs> I still, <laughs> I still remember. I got, a, I did get a funny video. Um, I mean, it was the game seven of when they faced the Minnesota wild when Yanmark was acquired that season and Yanmark gets the hat trick in game seven and I actually took a video because you have Foley McPhee and McCrimmon all in the box and I actually zoomed in like as far as close as I could with my my 12x zoom from the back of 217 and you see them all kind of talking to each other and uh, it was a, it was a caption this what do you think they were saying to each other and it was uh you know, we got Yanmark for games like this. I mean, I don't know what it was, but it was it was exciting, it was cool. And Yanmark had his moment in the sun and you know, 10 points now and probably 37 games, knowing what his stat line might be. It's not necessarily um, you know, the Yanmark of old, but he's a serviceable player that can do something out there. And he's been on that line with McDavid actually at times, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I at, believe at we times. talked about that early and
0: yeah, you know, we'll see. I mean, Edmonton now, listen, all the praises we're giving them. I believe they're on the outside looking in in the playoffs. 11 points score. out,
1: I think, uh, behind VGK, too.
0: OK, let's see where they are in the wild card side of things. though. So they are WC2 right now with 47 points, but you have Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, 43, 44, 45 points all there. So, I mean, there is a world that possibly exists where Edmonton misses the playoffs or in the same breath, you know, you got to play against Connor McDavid for seven games, and they sneak in and they make a deep run like the Kings did. Uh, was it 13-12 whenever Alec Martinez got the the game winner in overtime? So Edmonton, you know, this is a very Edmonton-like season right now. And, you know, Mike Smith, they miss Mike Smith. So
1: players that you perhaps have not heard of, Clem uh, uh, Coston, five goals in the last seven games. So they are getting some unsung heroes and Uh, A couple of goals against the Ducks the other night in the game that I watched uh, a bunch. And then Dylan Holloway uh, played on the top line some. Uh, He's played in 38 games, and I believe he had a goal against Anaheim, too. So they're getting uh, players that they didn't count on earlier in the season, and they're mixing up uh, the top line especially an awful lot.
0: Jack Campbell, 359 (laughs) goals against. Oh, my God. Here we go. Calvin Picard, right? Wasn't that a yeah? It's a that's VGK, a, that's yeah. a VGK transplant, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Was he's he still,
1: a? Is he still up there with them?
0: Yeah, he's with Edmondson now. But, uh, but he what was about VGK, right? So getting... was he drafted by Vegas or?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was drafted by the VGK.
0: So he was. Was he the one where he like like showed off his mask like right before the season started, and then they traded him, and they then Malcolm Sub, and then Malcolm Subban became or. Like, <laughs> That Yikes. sounds familiar. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, hey, Malcolm Mal- Subban he had a moment in the sun. Um, but looking back at the at the Oilers roster here, I mean, obviously, I saw Tyson Barrie's got got some good uh, good stats right now. Let me go back. Come on, come on one more time. Go back. I'm still on Cal Picard right now. I, my eyes went to that right away. Um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, that's another notable Zach Hyman, uh Darnell Nurse. Shout out. That's uh Sarah Nurse's uh cousin, obviously, Evan Bouchard, And this team's playing without without Evander Kane right now, who had that absolute freak injury where his wrist got sliced by someone skating by. And and he's close. I thought sometime in February he's projected to come back. I could be wrong. Um, but when he comes back, that's a that's a heck of a trade deadline acquisition all of a sudden because Kane could have been. A forty-goal scorer up on that top line, easily a forty-goal scorer, because everyone's going to go to McDavid. So, is
1: he going to be back? Do we know?
0: I thought. I thought the initial outlook was three to four months when it happened. Um, let's see. And the injury happened. It should have the date he entered IR here at Hockey Reference. Um, yeah,
1: pretty well. That team really started to take shape when he he started to get going in November eighth.
0: November eighth wow estimated ret- it says estimated return is the next oh this is updated or it says estimated return is the next two weeks okay so he was on the ice in december for a light skate so he might come back sometime in january now so that that's good yeah news. tomorrow that night maybe, tomorrow you know, night. You know, and it's right hey I, it'd be great if we got <laughs> if we got to see evander kane um <clears throat> there's a lot of hate and stuff towards him in, in vegas call it what it is but um it makes for good tv and uh you know, listen. You want him back on the ice because you don't want anyone out. I don't care who, how much we dislike him, but you want to see him on the ice, and you want that entertainment. And Evander Kane is an entertaining player. Again, put the lit put, He's in that list with Tom Wilson. There's 31 teams that are going to hate the guy every season.
1: Yeah, and then it took us this long to talk about the king of ENGS. <laughs> Your head? What's going on? <laughs> you didn't even talk about him
0: I, I just let you tony i i i want to make sure you had your tums i wanted to make sure you you took um you know a couple a uh, couple ibuprofen first i want to make sure you were in a good place cuz i didn't want to see you get all bent out of shape that william carlson uh, had an excellent penalty kill and rushed up the ice for an epic shorthanded goal last night or no i'm sorry a power an empty power net goal. power play
1: goal awesome. and he celebrated like there was a goaltender in front absolutely. of him absolutely why wouldn't you that was awful <laughs> coming up next your, your twitter just lights
0: up it is don't so you love crazy.
1: it it's i have crazy. to retweet them all because it's hilarious yeah. everyone knows i just dislike this guy with a passion because it's all he scores are empty net goals <laughs> oh let's foot get player, 43 20, 200 yeah foot player. 200 foot player uh coming up next it is that time it is time for what the friday Uh, We're going to return, and we're going to have some good shots, I'm sure, today. Uh, Don't go away right here on Locked On Golden Knights. We want to tell you about uh, BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting information, for stats, news, and analysis. That bobblehead look is killing me. Uh, Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. From pro football to college and pro basketball to the National Hockey League, we have it all at betonline.net. That, again, is your home for all the NFL playoff action. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We are the fastest, the easiest way to get your betting information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Nights. Tony Cardasco Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We come to you Monday through Friday and thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us wherever you get your podcast and please subscribe to the Lockdown Golden Knights YouTube channel where today we've got a nice little feature. My head is just bobbing up and down for no apparent reason.
0: Awesome. They could have had a
1: great meme that I was a yes man, like back in the corporate days.
0: I, I, like, I actually, I in the tweet I put out there, I said, someone please crop that a little bit and make it a meme. And uh, that thing, it's, it's viral. It really is. Okay. You can go first. And what the Friday? Because I have so, to gather um, something here. This is good. I'm watching the game last night. I'm watching it on my phone um, before the kids went down. We were kind of all upstairs. I was kind of passively watching the first period. And, they have all these Dollar Loan Center commercials where they're at the Dollar Loan Center and talking about the loan approval machine. And it's, it's like there's one where Foley drives and there's one where Golden Pipes drives. And I think Mark Chinook even drives one. All different local and you know known celebrities and stuff like that, or even players. I haven't seen this commercial until last night during the first period. Who is driving the Zamboni in the Dollar Loan Center commercial? Jake LeCision.
1: I haven't seen that. They
0: aired a commercial after. They didn't even trade. It's not even like Jake LeCision was traded. They waived him. VGK does not want him anymore. He is now the ultimate misfit. We don't like him. He's gone. We like him, but we don't want him on the roster anymore. So Jake LeCision, get out, but you're still good enough to be in our commercial. What the Friday.
1: Okay. What the Friday, Bill Foley. He said he was going to be hands-on with the VGK this season. More hands-on.
0: Ooh, Instead,
1: okay. he's across the pond, and at you talk about you talk about a news dump at one oh one a.m. this morning, the email hits Black Knight Football Club, the partnership led by Bill Foley, blah 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 blah, has entered into a strategic partnership and agreed to acquire a significant minority ownership with F C Lorient of the French League. French League One football club. So he's not minding the store here. He spends all of his time with Bournemouth, and he spends a lot of time now purchasing uh, these minor league teams, and it didn't go over very well uh, with all the fans there. Again, the European soccer fans, because uh, this is a lower-level league, I believe, and he's taking players from this team now and putting them on Bournemouth. And He's so got a farm. He does have a farm. And so that is my WTF, Bill Foley. You need to focus on this hockey team here because they have a lot of issues as well. Every team, every team that comes in here has a chance to win. The betting line went way down yesterday, which was a little strange. I felt, and then I did tweet out. I did, yeah. It was what was it? one twenty. I didn't look at the only bet yeah, I looked at. I it was, was minus um... one fifteen,
0: Chris. So, in, in watching the telecast, they were talking about how bad Florida is in the third, the la- how bad their penalty kill is, how many penalties they take. I tweeted that
1: out. Night. I tweeted out that they just gave up three goals against the Avalanche. I get no credit. I get no. Yeah, no. So credit.
0: they were talking about a lot of things last night in telecast. So I went on my app and on I the saw telecast.
1: EG. On the telecast, though, they did not know that Mark Stone was off the ice, and they didn't mention it until much later.
0: Yeah, that's we've we've seen that pattern before. Um, we that of have a, lot a games, producer actually. there who's telling you that
1: this stuff's going on. I know hockey moves fast. But I think there's, I mean, honestly,
0: there's probably more to it. I don't know what that is, but I think there's, you know, you're oh, employees but, of the uh, organization, and there's things you probably can and can't say.
1: Oh, geez. You're very so, right.
0: You're very right there. So going back to um, the only bet I made was it was minus 174 VGK plus 1. 1.5 to start the third period. I felt that was a very safe bet. I felt BGK would probably win the game, but there's a chance they could tie, go to overtime, shoot out, something weird happens. But obviously that wound up, wound up being a nice little layup bet last night. Um, my next what the Friday. Parents, kids, please listen to me. Stop making those dumb signs asking for pucks and warmups. Stop it. I'll trade my sister for a puck. I'll trade my brother for a puck. I'll whatever just just stop making signs asking for memorabilia for sticks for pucks for whatever the players they're going to do what they do and you know you don't want like it's just weird like you see some pictures of these players and in the back this kid's got this you know sign oh give me something whatever and it's like the players ignoring the fans it's not the case they're on the ice it's their business they're they're getting ready for a big hockey game they're paid millions of dollars to do so you know, and they're going to toss pucks over the glass pucks are going to enter, you know, off deflected, you know, shots off the ice and stuff like that. If you were going to go out there and they're going to toss them over, just stop, like make signs supporting the players, make signs, go nights, go. It's my first game, whatever. Something the super radio signs. Those are great. Those are creative stuff like that, but asking like, there's this one person I saw for a number of seasons somewhere on the ice. It was the same sign. The sign was even like ripped up and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, just like, stop it. Just stop asking the players for stuff like that. Don't ask, you know, like, okay, tic-tac-toe for a puck. That's kind of fun. Little weird things like that, but stop asking for pucks. Stop at, stop asking for memorabilia let the boys do their thing on the ice. And if they want to give you some time and a selfie and a smile or whatever, cool, but knock it off with the signs. What the Friday.
1: At Eichel, <clears throat> please when. Take Lachizan actually gone. I said, is that good or bad? He said, it's good that he's gone, but I'm honestly surprised it happened. Uh, I've got, oh, I have one here. Uh, so Saturday will be the Las Vegas Thunder Night at the Dollar Loan Don't Center. Don't the
0: jersey color. Don't knock the jersey color. Don't do it.
1: No, I, okay. no, the, the logo's still there. No, I'm I'm going straight to the mascot, to Boom Boom. So Boom Boom was the mascot. It was like a big polar bear. And Boom Boom uh, was actually John Sacente, who is the director currently of the Las Vegas Bowl. That's who was Boom Boom back in the day. Wow. And so I'm texting with John yesterday. Hey John, I heard that Boom Boom's head from the costume is still in your office. Did they recreate a costume or what? And so he told me that he actually gave the he gave the entire costume to them he's not i said are you going to be wearing it you know at the silver knights game he goes no i would have a stroke if i did that running around and everything but we do know where this where the costume it's the minutiae of it all uh where this costume is you know came from i didn't know if they replicated it or what but a lot of the uh, former players are going to be there uh, and it, it should be a lot of fun 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 day there for the Vegas Golden Knights organization, Silver Knights, and just remembering the thunder. One thing that always stands out uh, was if you sat like at those 50-yard line, um, you know, center ice seats, there was at the Thomas and Mack Center back in the day, it always, like there's this one section that jutted out. So if you're at center ice with the logo facing you, this to the right, this one section, you couldn't see what was going on because all the seats sort of jutted out. And so if there's something going on in the corner, you're like what's happening here, that was one of the unique things of uh, the Thunder. But now at least we know where they got that costume from and know John Zacente will not be boom, boom on Saturday. That's, that's, that's pretty like awesome. I,
0: I know who probably is going to be doing it. I might have to send that person a text and, uh, get their perspective on that it'll be pretty it hasn't been worn
1: since the 90s i know i, I got i might reach out to
0: see if i can get a little something for us on that um i got one teed up okay so wtf vegas golden knights for scheduling this really cool las vegas thunder game four hours from the edmonton oilers game why couldn't they do this game tonight when there's not a golden knights game because there is a silver knights game tonight why not do it tonight and then tomorrow could be whatever promotion they want to do. Because I want to see this game tomorrow. I do. I want to see the Thunder. I want to see the, the nostalgia and all that. It's hockey history in Southern Nevada. It's important. It's important to see it. It's important to respect it and give it its moments. I don't want to do a doubleheader. I don't like doubleheaders anymore. It's not fun. It's not fun going from Henderson. It's 5.30, 6 o'clock to the Strip to get in to T-Mobile. Hopefully by 6.45 if you're lucky with the way how jammed up the strip's going to be on a Saturday night. This is terrible scheduling doing a game like this, a feature game like this. Do it at noon. Do it at 1. Do it at 2 o'clock. Give another hour in there. Don't make people jet from point A to point B Saturday night to hit both games. You know, I don't know. I don't like the scheduling. I think it's dumb. I'm going to say that. Probably not a great word, but I think it's dumb scheduling to do it like this. So WTF, VGK, HSK for scheduling.
1: WTF, Stone and patcheretti go down the same night, which is crazy. Oh, I didn't know that. That's WTF, nice. Charlie O'Connell uh, of roller derby fame. That's actually uh, Phil Kessel. That's actually who that is. Uh, WTF. Chris, have a great weekend. We'll catch up on Monday. We're going to have a big game coming up against the Dallas Stars for VGK, and we'll preview that and much, much more. From my man Chris Golick, Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. See you next time right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.